Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 236, which we are recording on Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. New Yay. year. <laughs> we have a special episode today, don't we? Happy anniversary, Gail. And happy anniversary, Charlene. <laughs> what number is it? This is our ninth anniversary. Which ninth Yes. anniversary. Which Holy means smokes. we recorded that first episode back in January of 2012. Holy smokes, that was <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> and one of the fun things is that during 2020, while much of the world has been sheltering in place and quarantining, we have gotten a lot of new listeners and new members in our Ravelry group. And one of the fun things that I have noticed, and maybe you've noticed this too, Gail, is that many listeners have commented about going back, especially to those very first episodes, and how much fun they're having listening to those, comparing them with the episodes now, and have mentioned to us a couple of things that have been funny about how some things have changed and how some things have remained the same. <laughs> I know. One of them, somebody mentioned mohair for you because you didn't knit with mohair back when yep. we started and now you're knitting with mohair. And for me, somebody mentioned how many basketball games I used to attend in person because my children were half the age. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. 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 My youngest graduated from well both both Gail and I, our youngest children graduated from high school last year. So yeah, they were half their half their age in 2012. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? They hadn't even hit double digits in their age yet. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest changes for me in my knitting is that I love garter stitch now. And I didn't <laughs> like it at all when we first started recording. And some things stay the same. We are still sweater knitters. <laughs> still, and still our favorite colors are very prominent in our yes, wardrobes. Yes, yep. exactly. Exactly. For the people who have been participating in the wear a hand knit every day in January, there's a thread in our Ravelry group for that, and it's really fun. It's been great. I've It's been fun. I've been wearing sweaters. <laughs> right? Instead of reaching for a sweatshirt, I reach for a sweater. Yeah. But I noticed of all the days that I've taken a picture, I've worn a pink sweater, I think, at least 75% <laughs> of the time. It's pretty obvious that pink is my color. Yeah. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not apologizing yeah. for it. I just thought it was funny that there was so much pink. Definitely. But hey, you got to wear what makes you happy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Charlene had a good idea for this anniversary episode. Every anniversary episode, we try to do something a little bit different just to spice things up and keep it interesting. So today... Welcome to the Yarniacs News Network. And our first story comes from Gail. 
All right, so we wanted to talk about wool and knitting kind of in the news, worldwide news, because, you know, 2020 had a lot of news, but there was some cool wool news involved too. And at the end of 2020 slash beginning of 2021, things are looking up for the wool industry. In 2020, wool prices went down dramatically, and that was related to the pandemic and the fact that a lot of big companies that buy fine wool weren't buying as much because trickle down as things do, the industry for hospitality wasn't flourishing. So they weren't ordering things like new carpets and new drapes and new things that are made with wool. So wool prices started going down. And then also happening in the world, apparently China and Australia were not having very good relations. And China was lowering the quota of Australian wool. Australian wool is usually one of the finer wools available for high production for things like the hospitality industry and fine clothing. But last week or the last two weeks, China increased the quota of wool from Australia. So that's a very good sign for all of us who love wool, because that means that the prices of wool will probably go up. It means relations between two big countries will probably improve. And that's good for the world in general. So good for us who knit and love yarn, good for the world. And before we move on to technology news, we did want to let you know that all of the stories we covered today on the Yarniacs 236 episode newscast will be linked in the show notes. So visit the show notes if you want to link over to the articles we're talking about so you can learn more. And now, do 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 for technology news. Charlene, take it away. Not a lot of shopping happened in 2020. Gail and I got to go to Stitches, and then pretty much things shut down after that. So in terms of new technology, the only thing that we really saw, well, that I found online, and I ended up ordering for Gail and myself, (laughs) were new interchangeable cords for Knitter's Pride interchangeable needle sets. And these ones are from a collection they call the Mindful Collection, and these are the smart interchangeable cords. And the thing that caught my eye about these is that they swivel. So you screw your cable, your cord, your your circular cord onto your needles, and you can twist the needles without the needle coming unscrewed. So when you're knitting along, you don't necessarily have to worry about continually straightening your knitting as it goes around the circular. I've used them on one project so far, and I really like them. (laughs) Oh, they're awesome. Charlene gave me some as a gift for the holidays, and I have since ordered more in different sizes. So they have the standard, I think they had like 14, 16... 20, 24, 30, yeah, 40 inch. The, the smallest one was a cable to make 16 inch knitting circular so. needle if you have the short tips. The shorter tips. And right. then the longest one possibly was to make approximately a 60 inch. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So it, it, there's a, a big selection. They're turquoise in color, so they're really pretty. 
And, and they're inexpensive. They're inexpensive, and they have markings on the cable at one-inch intervals. I'm not sure. I haven't... It'll be interesting to see if those markings stay on or get worn off. Oh, I'm, that's I'm a good not point. much for measuring things with my cable, so to me, that's not necessarily important. I the swivel is what sold me on them, and just the way that they handle the fabric. When you have a, I was knitting a sweater on it, and it was so nice just to give it a light shake and everything kind of fell into place <laughs> yeah that cable doesn't twist it's amazing yeah, i it's, was very happy with it yeah beautiful wonderful cables and if you order a cable it comes with the two stoppers that oh, you can yeah. put on the end of your cable the and the little were, pin were pretty yeah <laughs> they looked like little turquoise beads <laughs> yeah it's i think it's part of their whole mindful collection yes. all of their little accessories all go together and it's also pretty cool because it links to some meditation and mindfulness information on the Knitter's Pride page. Uh So they're trying to promote the whole idea of mindfulness. And connecting it with knitting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah. They had a quote on the page, knitting has the extraordinary potential to calm the mind. That it does. Those of us who knit know that. (laughs) Yes. That it does. Okay. So those were Knitter's Pride Mindful Collection Smart Interchangeable Cords. Yeah, and I have another technology story. (laughs) So we were on our Zoom last week, and this is a knitting tool that's been around for probably centuries, and I'd never heard of it, and I thought it was pretty cool. Knitting belts. So for lever knitters or Irish cottage knitters, that means the people who knit with very long straight needles, and they hold one needle under their arm. So they're holding the weight of their knitting using their their body instead of their hands. Well, you can get a knitting belt where you push your needle through this padded part of a belt that's attached to you, kind of like a fanny pack, and that holds the weight of your needle, apparently. And I'd never heard of this before. So of course, I wanted to go see what it was all about. And I found a pretty cool website, knit, I'm sorry, it's spinhistory.com. And she covers all sorts of reasons for using one, the history of them, how to make one. And she has an adorable picture of a little girl. It's probably Victorian era. It's black and white. A little girl sitting in her chair, petting her kitty while knitting. I mean, the little girl is probably like four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a yeah. very cute picture. So I recommend visiting the site just to see the picture. But it's pretty interesting. And Barbara, Bella's home life, was using that technique. That's how she learned. She is in Sweden and she learned how to knit using this method. So with circular needles, you can't use the same method because with a circular needle, you can't hold it under your arm. So she switched over to trying the knitting belt, and she said that she can knit about 20 stitches faster per minute with the belt than she could using circulars. So reasons that they were saying it's good to try a knitting belt are, one, it increases your knitting speed, and two, if you have hand injuries or finger injuries, it takes the pressure off of your hands, because if you're knitting with circs, you're holding the weight of your knitting with your hands. So this would take the pressure off of your hands and help you if you have injuries. So I thought that was pretty cool that all knitters should know about. So those are knitting belts. 
I think how he uses those. Probably. And the woman who wrote Principles of Knitting, I can't remember her name right now. She uses them. And on to sports. I'm going to hand it off to our sports information person, Charlene, because <laughs> she knows all about sports. Okay. So one thing that I have seen in the shoe market that has become really popular over the last couple of years in sports shoes, it started out, as far as I can tell, it started out in the, on the really high-end running shoes. And it's been trickling down to the level of shoes that even I purchase now. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that is shoes that are made with knit fabric uppers. And so traditionally, if you look at athletic shoes, they've had leather or pleather, and that is seamed onto some kind of nylon fabric and the top of the shoe will have seams on it, stitching a couple kinds of fabric together. And the knit fabric uppers are just one piece of a knit fabric that's stretched over the entire top of the shoe. And it's stretchy in four directions. If you sew, you've probably seen knit fabric that is stretchy in four directions. Well, yeah, stretches in both directions. And the shoes, I, like I said, I have a pair that have knit fabric uppers and I've been using them to walk for the past six months and super comfortable. That's all I have to say. Super, super comfortable. In fact, I was just telling Gail that the bottom of my shoe was wearing to the point where I know I need to replace the shoe and I'm really hesitant to because I've got that top portion all worn in and stretched in the right places and conforming to my foot. So I'm going to be really bummed to have to break in another pair of shoes. (laughs) That's interesting. I, my running shoe brand of choice is Nike. It's the one that fits my feet the best. And I haven't seen those yet. Oh, really? In running. Well, I'm kind of, I buy the same model as often as I can. So I don't experiment with different models very often. But I haven't seen that yet. I know they're out there. I I definitely know they're out there. So yeah, it's something to try. And when you try the shoe on, the first thing I noticed is that it's so thin, it's hard to believe that it's going to give you enough support because it feels you're everybody's so used to having a shoe that has Mm -hmm. seams and all this fabric on top. But this is really light. And so far, I'm really liking it. So So it does provide stability? Because the first thing I thought of was, oh, that wouldn't support my foot enough. I think it's a pretty strong fabric. It's not like a thin t-shirt fabric, but it is a knit fabric. But it's it's pretty strong. It's probably knit with some kind of elastic in there as well. Hmm. But yeah. And how long did your shoes last? Do you think they lasted as long as a normal not knit pair of shoes for walking? Oh yeah, they did. I mean, what okay. happens for me is my shoes wear out on the bottom way before the top part of the shoe wears out. Okay. Yeah, cuz I walk a lot of miles, so the bottom wears out. So it definitely lasted just as long. Nice. Yeah. 
And then in other shoe news, <laughs> for people who already know about Allbirds, it's a company that makes wool shoes. And they've been around for several years now. I think probably most knitters have heard of them if they don't already own a pair or two. I haven't purchased a pair yet. And they now have running shoes as well. And the name of the model is Tree Dashers. And they say they're neutral, cushioned, light stability running shoes. And I assumed they were made of wool because Allbirds makes wool, but Charlene told me that they also do bamboo. So we think these shoes are made from bamboo because of the name Tree Dashers. So they name their products with the name Tree if it comes from bamboo products, but it is completely renewable materials. So that's pretty cool for a running shoe. And for me, I have plantar fasciitis, so I don't know if those, if that particular model would provide enough support or not. But if you're trying them, let us know in the Ravelry group because I'd be really interested to hear. And they have a regular version and then they have one that's weather ready for wet conditions. So more protection for your feet against the elements. So if you try them out, let us know. I'm interested. Yeah, I've worn their merino wool shoes and they're very comfy. And of course, on the subject of sports, if you have a favorite team out there, you know that there's a pattern for you to knit some sports fan wear out there. And there's probably even a Ravelry group that you can join to talk about your favorite sports teams. Yeah, Basketball, definitely. football, soccer, you name it. I'm sure you'll find a pattern in a group. For yes, it. definitely. There's all kinds of sports related patterns out there. And then in fashion news, <laughs> I don't know if there was quite the same focus on fashion in 2020, but there was a lot of focus on TikTok and people <laughs> making their own little music videos. And one of the ones that was very popular was Harry Styles, and he has a crochet sweater that became very popular in 2020. And it is a hand-knit looking crocheted sweater. It looks like it's pieced together. And I even had a customer come to the yarn store with this picture from the TikTok video <laughs> saying, I want to make this. <laughs> oh my gosh. So now I believe there are a couple patterns on Ravelry, and I believe the designer who made the original sweater that he wore in the TikTok video also released the pattern for your crochet pleasure. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's so funny. I love Harry Styles music. Max and I sing to him all the time. And if you've ever watched the carpool karaoke, he does a carpool karaoke that's hysterical. And they also do one where he basically does a performance right on the street, right in front of the recording studio. Very, very funny. Awesome. I highly recommend those as entertainment. I mean, like you're, you're holding your sides laughing so hard funny. They're awesome. really good. And then Harry Styles was not the only one who had a famous cardigan. Who else, Gail? Taylor Swift brought us two <laughs> albums in 2020, and one of them I think might have even been called Cardigan. If the album wasn't called Cardigan, a song on it was. 
I think it's something about how her lost love, she was thinking about him and being sad. So she was hugging in his cardigan thinking of him. <laughs> and that sweater went viral as well. So if you're interested in seeing pictures of the Taylor Swift cardigan, we have a link for you. And there's a lookalike pattern on Ravelry, of course. So yes, I remember it's out there. I remember looking at the album and then at her website, the cardigan. I don't know if it still is for sale. It may probably have sold out by now, but she had a model of this cardigan for sale on her website. It was over a hundred dollars. And then there is the lookalike pattern on Ravelry, like Kale said. So we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well, if you would like to make the Taylor Swift or Harry Styles cardigans. <laughs> yeah, and we have one for crocheters and one for knitters. Exactly. Exactly. How great is that? All right, in health news. Do, 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 do. Okay, here's an interesting one. There's a, a lot of little stories that I can share with you on health news, and I'll see how many I can get to. There's an interesting one on CNN. Man starts a knitting group to help people like himself recover from drug addiction. So that seems like a really good place to put your energy. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And there's a photo of a man with a table full of hats Two guys sitting in the back, they looks like they're holding hats as well. And then the interesting thing from the photo is that amongst the hats, there's one of those knitting hat, what do you call those? A frame? It's the circular, oh, a loom? Is it a knitting loom? Oh, yeah, those round. Yes. Little yeah. gizzies. Yeah. yeah, the photo has one of those sitting on top of the hats, so... Perhaps they're using these looms to create these hats and the hats are going to charity. Now, my aunt uses one of those and she swears by it. Yeah, it looks pretty fun. I think you can teach younger kids to knit with those kids who can't quite handle the needles as well. Right. So if you're having hand-eye coordination issues, the loom is a very easy way to overcome those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still knit. And then health benefits of knitting, like Gail said, we probably all realize those already, but the Health Fitness Revolution website had an article about the top 10 health benefits of knitting, which include it trains your mind and keeps your cognitive functions alert creates a sense of purpose, relieves stress, improves concentration and memory. I need some of that memory. <laughs> oh, same. Oh, my gosh. And then some of the others were a little bit less intense. It was things like, let's see, oh, strengthens upper limbs. I'm not sure about that one. Cultivates personal communication, I suppose, if you have to talk to people about your knitting and builds interpersonal relationships. So there's some solid ones and some questionable ones in there, but I think we all can benefit from, or we all know about the health benefits of knitting, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And Charlene found another really good one from the New York Times titled, Pick Up the Knitting Needles for a Mood Booster. 
And this one was written by Kate Atherley, who is a very famous knitting person in the knitting community. And this was just in the end of December of last year. Mm -hmm. So she links to a lot of different studies and articles that back up the claim that this will improve your mood. And we, of course, know that that's true. But knowing that this was in the New York Times and some other really great places, bringing knitting to the world in 2020. Yeah. Looking for gradient yarn to take an adventurous project to the next level? Perhaps seeking a yarn pairing for a simple pattern where the yarn does the work? Infinite Twist Gradients will help you end up with a spectacular finished object. One-of-a-kind, semi-solid gradients are all we do. They're knittable art. From 700-yard helix giant gradients to perfectly matched sock gradients and more, we've got the perfect gradient for your next project. Why gradients? Because gradients stay interesting. With dozens of color changes, our gradients are semi-solid, so you get areas of light and dark, highlights and lowlights, and even some speckles. They'll hold your interest from cast on to bind off. Visit us at infinitetwist.com to meet your perfect gradient match. Thank you, Kate, from Infinite Twist. We really appreciate your sponsorship, and happy birthday to your boys. Yeah, happy birthday. All right, so continuing on with the newscast, entertainment. How many of you binged Netflix or some other channel? Oh, we all did. I think everybody must have. <laughs> yep. I know I had some favorites from last year, too. And we're even talking about some of them right now. Yeah, two. Two of them. Okay, the first one was The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Now, I think we can all agree that one had some interesting period pieces, Mm -hmm. interesting fashion from the times, and the way our protagonist dressed in many of the scenes was really fun and fashionable, and she even wore a crochet hat at one point. I loved her clothes. I did not dig the wallpaper. I was not a fan. So the crochet hat she wore was in one of the one of the later episodes and it's a mint green crochet hat and it looks really good with her red hair and fabulous and I don't this one I'm not sure if there is a pattern on Ravelry yet there may not have been when I found when I found the photo but there may be by now because Queen's Gambit has been a super popular series. Yes, it certainly has. And yeah. isn't there a group on Ravelry that is all about lookalike patterns? I think there, I think there is. is too, yeah. And I should look in that to see if somebody has found a pattern. And if they have, I will put the link up on our show notes. Another show that people often binged last year and may still be binging, although it wasn't brand new from last year, like The Queen's Gambit, was Schitt's Creek. And no, I'm not swearing on the podcast. (laughs) That's a TV show that was here in America for many seasons. Mike and I watched it before it became the hit that it now is. And it's one of those not politically correct shows. So if you watch it, you have to keep that in mind. And from that show, there was 
Alexis Rose, who's the daughter in the show, wore a cropped, ribbed, wool turtleneck sweater. And again, the link will be in the show notes. So it is, yeah, it's a turtleneck sweater. It looks like it's got ribbing all over the body and some eyelet designs. And it was for sale. Let's see, the brand is Isabel Morant Farron sweater. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's another one of those ones that I'll bet at some point there will be a lookalike pattern created. And the designer, Maxim Sear, he had the sweater with the roses in the yoke that was inspired by David from Schitt's Creek, the sun. Oh, that's so right. So that's on Ravelry. We should link to that as well. I think you stopped yeah. that at one point, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I remember that. I did. Yeah. And then if you liked the great British baking show, which I really did, you might know one of the commentators, Noel Fielding, he likes to wear interesting sweaters and tops. Every episode, there's he, he's got something on that, oh, look at that. And yeah. my favorite one this past season was a oversized smiley sweater, which turns out to be made of merino wool. I looked it up. It's a merino wool sweater from Rafe Simon. And the fun thing about this sweater, aside from the big smiley face, is that it's got intentional built-in layers to it, which is something that I I have liked. I made the I made that hohe sweater that had that kind of a double layer at the bottom. I, I can't, can't remember. remember the name right now. Either. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called right now. But this sweater that Noel wore had that as well. It was very cool. And if you haven't watched The Great British Baking Show, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is reality TV because they actually are baking. But if you live in America and you think of reality tv as being snarky and filled with backstabbing and such it's the opposite it's fabulous great show yeah and strangely enough my family just rewatched the movie misery by stephen king which is a classic horror movie that is still horrifying now many many years later and there was a lot of hand-knit clothing in that movie i was surprised a lot. And I kept saying, oh, look at her hat. Oh, look at her sweater. <laughs> and the kids, of course, were rolling their eyes at me like, no, look at this part. Like, no, I don't want to see that part. I want to see the pretty parts. <laughs> Throughout the years, different TV shows, different books, different movies, hand nets, baby. They're everywhere. Yeah. Gotta love yeah. it. And then in celebrity news, who started knitting this year, Gail? <gasps> Michelle Obama! Yes, that was the exciting knitting news for knitters everywhere. There was an article, let's see, it wasn't an article, I think she was on a Rachel Ray show where she talked about it, and she s- said that she had picked up a new hobby during the pandemic, and while the time that she was sheltering in place with her family, she made a blanket, five scarves, three halter tops, hats, and a pair of mittens. 
Yeah. So hurts. yay, Michelle. Yay. <laughs> and in that interview, it sounded like she might be on Ravelry. It sounded like that. I kind of got that feeling too, which would be really fun to to find out on one hand. On the other hand, let the woman have, have her, her privacy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we have some feel-good news that doesn't really fit under any news category. But right. one of the interesting things about 2020 was the different forms of entertainment that happened. And for those of you who ever watched the TV show The Office, John Krasinski, who was Jim on The Office, he had a short-lived series on YouTube called Some Good News. And he had several different episodes that were things like people getting married, people graduating from high school, people going to the prom, really cool things. And he did some real, some of them were really funny, some of them were entertaining. And I'd like to think about this category as kind of like some good news. Some of the cool news was the fact that we had knitting in some pretty darn cool places, like Bloomberg News. And the title of the article is A Black Dyer Shakes Up the White-Dominated Yarn Industry. And it's an article about Adela, who is the yarn dyeing genius behind Lola Bean Yarns. And it's a great article that was very timely with all of the Black Lives Matter protests that were going on in the U.S. at the time. And it's a really good read. And I was really pleased to see that there was a focus on yarn and knitting and Adela's career. And they also interviewed Gigi, who is Gay Gillespie, who she has YouTube, a YouTube channel. She does a regular blog, uh, newsletters, Instagram, etc. And she's a really positive force out there in the world. And they interviewed her as well. And I just highly recommend that you give it a read. It was a really good article. And then we have a Baltimore Yarn Dyer raises nearly $100,000 for local charities. $100,000! Yeah, and we're talking about Carita of Neighborhood Fiber Company. Carita Collins has started, let's see, the article talks about her as a GoFundMe hero after raising nearly 100000 in just a matter of days to help local charities that work directly with people in need. So that's fantastic. If you've ever gone to her website and looked at her yarns, she usually has a special colorway or two where a portion of the proceeds go into her neighborhood fiber company Momentum Fund. And the Momentum Fund is distributed to local charities in the Baltimore area. And we just love Carita and her yarns. She's been a knitting friend of ours for many years now. Yes, ever since they traveled to, I can't remember how many years ago, they traveled to Stitches West, and Gail and I kept stalking Carita <laughs> and her yarns. We'd come back every couple of hours and sneak in there and look some more, <laughs> trying to decide, whisper, 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 what should we buy? What should we buy? Yeah. <laughs> Now that we've actually helped people vend at Stitches, I know that that's a normal occurrence and that we weren't just weirdos. <laughs> so, yes, thank you, Corita, for your Neighborhood Fiber Company Momentum Fund. Good and, things have come from that. And she also has great shirts. 
So oh, she to, does. Yeah, yes. to support different events and different charities and such. I have a yes. couple of her shirts that I love. I do too, and I really like them. Yeah, so very I happy to with that. that. And we're going to wrap up with one really good feel-good story, news story. Thousands of knitted hearts have been sent to a Glasgow hospital to help connect coronavirus patients and their loved ones. Oh, that's wonderful. It's very sweet. In this story, a nurse who worked at this hospital put out a plea or a request saying, can you knit little tiny knitted hearts and knit two? We're going to give one to the patient and one to their person, mom, dad, child, whoever it is so that they can feel connected while they're separated because of COVID. So I thought that was the sweetest story. And they knit, yeah. they, they received thousands and thousands of them. So that's, that's pretty awesome. darn cool. Yeah. And that's a the best way to end. Exactly, right? <laughs> full of heart, full of love. Yes. Yes. Yes, because we absolutely want to send hearts to all of you listeners for yes. listening to us for... Maybe you've listened to us for nine years. Maybe you've only listened to us for one. But thank you very much. <laughs> and we hope that you add any cool news stories about knitting that you've heard of recently to the thread because I love to catch these cool articles. I know a lot of you do link in the group when you hear cool articles, but bring them on. We love the stories. Yes, yeah. we do. We do. And so we hope that you are... Picking out something to knit or knitting on your self-indulgent project. This goes through the spring equinox, March 20th. And perhaps you are wearing your knits in January. Hashtag hand knits every day. I haven't been taking pictures. I've been bad. I haven't been taking pictures. But I've definitely been wearing something hand-knit every day in January. It's been fun. It has been fun. I've been enjoying it a lot. <laughs> Maybe we can continue after January, too. Let's I, see. I was thinking about that. I def it's definitely something that I should be doing because I have knits to wear every day. I certainly do. Next time we have our normal episode, I'll tell you how many sweaters I have. I can't okay. organize <laughs> my closet. Oh my gosh, you guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> Happy knitting. Thanks for listening. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.